to Matthew chapter number 1 is where we'll start in, Matthew chapter 1. I've said this before, but Christmas, I believe, and I, I truly think, is a hard holiday uh, to speak for, as well as um, when Christmas Eve follows right behind it, as it does. And we're getting a little ringing on that microphone. Might have to turn this one. There we go. And, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, praying before the Lord, and sometimes, you know, you read different things here and there, and uh, God lays things on your heart, and, and uh, sometimes thoughts come to mind about uh, Scripture, about passages that, you know, for me, it's, I'd never thought of that before, and it just encourages me, it stirs me up, and uh, so, you know, we read through the Christmas story yesterday, and I, I trust that uh, that is familiar to you, Matthew chapter 1, Luke chapter 2, and those primary passages concerning the birth of Christ. Uh, we'll find ourselves there a little bit this morning. I, I just um, uh, want to uh, read to you a couple things here before we uh, begin talking about the, this matter of giving. You know, we think about Christmas and uh, at some point within the month of December, uh, that's naturally what comes to our mind is gifts, okay? And uh, not necessarily are we expecting them, but gifts come to mind. There's that season of giving, as it's called. And um, uh, Iris Bray is a poem writer and wrote this, Christmas is for giving and for, and for showing that we care, for honoring the Christ child with the loving gifts we share. The wise men gave of riches, the shepherds faith and love. Each gift in its own measure was smiled on from above. Let every gift be treasured, not always size or price, determines the extent of love and willing sacrifice. Handsome gifts with festive trim bring smiles of sweet content, but modest gifts of humble means care oft times heaven sent. Whether it be large or small, each gift will share in part the message of true Christmas joy if given from the heart. Uh, we think about when it comes to Christmas and the, 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 the greatest gift of all is that gift of Christ. The, that, that pattern, should we say, of giving has been laid out for us in Christ himself. In Matthew 1 and verse 21, if you haven't marked this verse, it's a worthy verse of marking. The word of God says, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name, you tell me, call his name what? Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. I want us to read that verse together again. I want you to think about the end of that verse there for a second. Matthew 1, verse 21. Everyone together, ready? Begin. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Aren't you thankful for what Christ has done for us? Amen. And we just sang that, uh, that song, uh, Born in a Manger. And we sang in that... Um, in the verse, verse number three, I have nothing fit to give a king, but I long to do my part. All I treasure, all I treasure, I will gladly bring, for I give him all my heart. Ultimately, the, that greatest gift which we could ever receive is the gift of salvation, and that's a wonderful thing. But I say to you, in the midst of the season of giving and the, the greatest gift which God has made available for us, uh, do we follow God's pattern for giving? in the way of giving back to God. I'm not talking this morning specifically about offerings, okay? Although that may come to mind in the matter of money. Our offerings ultimately to God can be uh, more than just money. The truth is nothing on this earth will last for all eternity and, and the money which we could give uh, does not uh, build us greater mansions in heaven. Uh, if that were the case, my mansion would be very small, okay? And, uh, uh, but uh, we're thankful for uh, that greatest gift. But that pattern of giving, the greatest gift was given 
uh, as a result of God's love. And so the greatest gift that we can give to God is our love itself. I say to you, God has laid out for us a pattern for giving when it comes to the matter of gifts in Christmas. But do we follow that very principle of giving? As I was uh, sharing with you, doing different reading and things, sometimes I see articles or uh, I like to listen to different uh, messages and things. And, you know, if you really get down to the, to the reality of it, uh, every preacher would like to say, yes, you know, the, the, the sermon preparation and all, all the notes which I'm compiling, this is, this is fresh, you know, this is uh, what I put together. But we're all, we're all sourcing in some sense of the way. And God's stirring our hearts all about different things. And, uh, you know, uh, I heard one preacher put it this way, you're stealing things from other people, right? And uh, sometimes God uses men and women and gives them thoughts and gives them uh, points concerning Scripture that it's like, man, I never thought about that. And I would say to you, in all honesty, uh, the, the message that God has laid on my heart this morning is not one that, uh, that, as I was reading Scripture, God gave me some revelation, and this was, no, th this is something that God has stirred my heart about. And thinking on this matter of giving, uh, giving from the heart, but more importantly, giving to God. And the matter of giving uh, is, is uh, when you consider of Christ um, what was given back to God himself when he was upon this earth. You know, the last gift that was given to God before he died upon the cross was by Mary herself. In Matthew chapter 10, we're going to find ourselves in a few of the Gospels this morning, but Matthew chapter 10, we uh, read concerning um, uh, Christ's healings, and, and uh, I, I want to share with you simply first this principle of giving. As it has been laid out for us in God's pattern that God gave everything, God gave in love, so we can give in the same way. Matthew 10, verse 8, the word of God says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, and freely give. Jesus himself taught the disciples to freely give. We're not giving for anything in return. We're giving simply for the matter that we love the Lord. I hope that that's how you give to God. In the midst of all the giving, we've given many Christmas cards, many Christmas gifts. Uh, we've given many hugs. Maybe we've even shed a few tears of joy. Uh, but have we given to God? Uh, we, we aren't just to give freely, but the Word of God tells us we should give privately. In Matthew chapter 6, just a few pages over, Matthew 6 and verse number 2, the Word of God says, Therefore then, thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that, thou, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. You read in Matthew chapter 6, the almsgiving is not just the only matter that, uh, that is spoken of in Matthew 6, of the matter of giving. We're we, we see almsgiving and, and uh, uh, matter of forgiveness is discussed and how we give to God, what does the Word of God tell us concerning our gifts? They are to be given freely, but they are to be given privately. In other words, we're not to give for the purpose of making a name of ourselves. You think about Christ himself when he gave himself upon the cross. The Word of God tells us Christ came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. That is to say, God gave his life. He was born to die upon the cross for all mankind to make that way of salvation possible. It was nothing uh, uh, for the purpose of, uh, of pride in the, in the name of God and him giving himself. Uh, yes, it was for the glory of God the Father, 
But so our giving is to be the same, that when we give to God, it's for God's glory alone. Amen? The Bible tells us we're to give generously. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, just uh, turning to the book of Luke, and uh, we, again, I, we're going to be turning a little bit this morning, if, you, uh, if you're able to keep up with me. Luke 6, verse 38, giving generously. I say to you again, our gifts to God can be given in, uh, in, in our actions. They can be given from our home. They can be given within our church. They can be given within our workplace. But uh, as we give, are we giving to the Lord? Luke 6, verse 38, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, and pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. Uh, that was, you know, after ripping open all the presents, uh, the trash bag always comes out, right? And all the Christmas wrapper, unless you save it. We don't save the Christmas wrapper. I'm sorry, but we don't, okay? Uh, we, it shoves into the trash bag, right? As much as you can press in there. And sometimes, because it's just paper, you might even stick your foot in, that, in there and press it down, right? And uh, that giving generously, so God promises back to us when we give to God, uh, God's blessing is promised to us. You say, well, what, God, what is in it for me? What is God going to give back to me? Well, the, the blessings of God are, not only are immeasurable, uh, but um, they, they come in different form for every one of us. We don't give in order to receive, but do we give generously? Do we give everything? That agape love of, of, of Christ, which he, when he shed his blood upon the cross for all mankind, it was a sacrificial, self-giving, giving of everything type of love. There's a, the hymn, a hymn that was written, I, w I wish I had given him more. Let me read it to you, the first two verses. By and by, when I look on his face, beautiful face, thorn-shadowed face, by and by, when I look on his face, I wish I had given him more. More, so much more, more of my love than I e'er gave before. By and by, when I look on his face, I'll wish I had given, given him more. By and by, when he holds out his hands, welcoming hands, nail-riven hands, by and by, when he holds out his hands, I'll wish I had given him more. More, so much more, more of my love than I e'er gave before. By and by, when he holds out his hands, I'll wish I had given him more. I was thinking uh, this, this past week uh, with um, uh, Bill uh, Bohr's funeral, and uh, you have somebody you love and you somebody you care for, and uh, the, the conversation having together with family uh, there is a common ring is, I, I wish we could have done a little more together. I wish we could have spent a little more time together. Thank you for the time that we had, but I wish that there was more time spent. And I say to you, the, the time which we have on this earth to give back to God goes by so fast. may not be said of us uh, as Christians uh, that we didn't give enough to the Lord. Hey, at the end of the day, if you've received God's gift of salvation, you've already given Him your life. But sometimes we can, we can, only, we can give God our life in our words, but not in our actions, <laughs> not in our mind, uh, not in our finance, uh, not in our workplace, not in our home. Uh, we, we cookie cut those things out, uh, no, no pun intended with Christmas season cookie cutting, right? But uh, uh, the Word of God tells us um, in Matthew 14 and verse 3, And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat, that being Jesus, at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious. This was that gift that Jesus was given, the last gift that was given 
to Jesus before he died upon the cross. In fact, it was only but hours later that we see him and read of him being arrested and being uh, put to death upon the cross. But I want us to consider this morning that gift that was given to him, that alabaster box. In John 12, in verse number 5, the Word of God gives that parallel passage concerning that alabaster box and describes it as being a worth and value of 300 pence. The price of this box is said to have been worth a year's wage. It was not only expensive, but understand, it was extravagant in what it was. And understand that even for all that, it, that, that she gave, it wasn't even a matter of what she gave, but how she gave it. She gave it all. She gave everything. The Word of God tells us in John chapter 12, I want you to turn there with me, John 12 and verse number 3. We understand the pattern of giving is laid out for us by God in Jesus Christ himself. The principle of giving, well, the promises are given to us concerning and how we are to give. The question comes to us, are we giving back to God? I present to you, number three, the power of giving. The power of giving. In John 12, verse 3, notice how uh, John writes, then took Mary a pound of ointment. Uh, understand, this is 300 pence worth. This is a pound's worth of ointment uh, and spikenard. Very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. In those days, it was customary to take a few drops, similar to that of a perfume or maybe a cologne, except this particular spike nerd was, was said to have that, that smell, that perfume, was said to have lasted days and even weeks upon the amount which she put on. That which she gave to Jesus was not just a few drops, which would have been all that was necessary to... to, to to, for that display, not only the matter of expense, but understand, she gave it all. She poured it all out. A preacher by the name of John Buckner said this concerning this passage of Scripture. He said, a few hours after Mary anointed uh, Jesus, he passed through the trying days of his arrest, torture, and crucifixion. The amazing thing is that Mary's gift would have gone with him to places she herself could not go. After the Last Supper, Jesus gave his disciples a final lesson in humility. The Bible says he took off his clothing, wrapped himself in a towel, and washed their feet. However, he would have still had Mary's perfume hanging in the air about him as he taught them how to be great. Later, when Judas came to kiss our Savior at Gethsemane, he too would have smelled the heady earthen scent of spikenard coming from Jesus' hair. When the soldiers began to mock Jesus ritually, they stripped everything from him. Everything except Mary's gift. When, you, when, your face is, uh, when your face is covered, it concentrates the sense in your skin and in your nostrils. And when they covered Jesus' face and struck him, her gift, no doubt, brought him comfort. As the blows rained down, I'm sure he remembered the words of the Song of Solomon, uh, where spikenard is a sign of love, a symbol of longing for what should be and hope for what is to come. Perhaps the Roman soldiers noticed the last lingering traces of the perfume as they pounded the nails into his hands and feet. I'm sure Jesus noticed. Mary could not go with Jesus to the judgment hall, to the cross, or to the tomb, but her gift did. I want you to think about that. Her gift did. 
You know, when you give to God, there's no telling how far that gift will go. Amen? There's no telling how God can use it. There's no telling uh, what difference that it can make. And even in the life of someone else. In Matthew 16 and verse 8, the word of God says, But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? I say to you, when we consider the gifts which we bring, the world and society looks at the, the whole matter of Christianity, let alone giving to God, as a waste. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your finances. It's a waste uh, of all of your efforts. What worth and value is there really in it? And I say to you, there is a worth. There is a value. It's for all eternity. Amen? Uh, we could use the word investing or, 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 or value. The value, the investment in your gifts is that of for eternity. And why do we give? Because God is worthy. Amen? God is worthy to be given of our gifts. How do we give? We can give in parenthood. Think about that for a moment. Giving to God in parenthood is what we do in, in, the, in the role of father and mother is it for the glory of God and for the purpose of uh, uh, training and raising our children to love the Lord. My wife and I had this discussion just uh, this week. You know, spending a little bit more time with family means uh, daddy changes a few more diapers than he normally does. <laughs> and I made the statement to my wife. I said, uh, you know, are there not special rewards in heaven for every diaper that you change? And uh, as we got to talking, you know, in, in much of the sense of the way, uh, the role of a godly father and a godly mother, when fulfilled according to Scripture, uh, is uh, our giving back to God. Amen? Uh, many of us, as I know my wife and I, we, we've had that dedication, that day of dedication of giving our children back to God. And so easy to say, well, these are my children. I'm going to raise them how I want to. But ultimately, we've given them back to God. Boy, what a great gift, uh, the gift of children. Amen? Even in the midst of all the, the, the snotty noses and the dirty diapers and uh, the, the mess that they, that they leave all over the living room. The other day, uh, Caleb got into all of our photo albums and ripped all the pages out. And there was pictures everywhere. And, and uh, you got to love children, right? They, they always leave, leave something to remember you by. Uh, but I tell you, the, the gifts which we give to God, are they given of our heart? Are they given in love? Are they given for the sake of eternity? Hey, you can give uh, in, in the role of, of teaching. Uh, maybe it is teaching your children. Maybe it's teaching to others. Maybe it's formally in a classroom. Maybe it's just discipling an individual. But you can give in that way. Uh, you, you can give in offerings. That's very true. God can use offerings for, to, for his honor and his glory, although that's not the emphasis today. Our giving comes in all different forms. The question would come first, are we giving in the right way? Amen? Are we giving in the right way? But secondly, are we giving for the sake of eternity? This is not because it's about me. It's for the glory of God. This is not because I'm giving for something in return. It's because I love the Lord. And, and that, those, those gifts which we give are because God is worthy. God is worthy. We sang about it in that song, Born in a Manger. The, the gifts, there was the shepherds who brought gifts, the wise men who brought gifts, uh, and all the giving of the Christmas season. Are we giving to God? Are we giving to God? And, and, and while we consider the, the mockery that was given, even by the disciples, the followers of Christ, by the way, uh, concerning the alabaster box, John 14, 
or John 12, verse 4 through 6, uh, the Bible tells us about Judas Iscariot and how he responds. If you want to turn there, you can. John 12, verse 4. The Word of God says, Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because it was a thief and had the bag and, and bear what was put therein. Once again, the world says it one way in Mark 14, in verse 8 through 9, once again, a parallel passage to this, and I'll read to you this passage. Listen to what Jesus said in response to this. In the, in the midst of the waste, which it was called, of that alabaster box and all that was given, the great amount of ointment that was given, the costliness of it, and, and, and the love that it was given in, Jesus said this, She had done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she had done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. You see, Jesus did the very opposite of the Pharisees and those who were present at that time. He took her generosity and he memorialized it. Everything you do for God is never forgotten. It has an eternal value. The question is, are we doing it for God? Amen. Are we doing it for God? We think uh, in the midst of you know, 2022 coming to an end, uh, ha have we given to God our all? All in love, generously, freely, willingly, uh, following God's pattern of love. I'm giving not because of anything more than that I love God. And I say this to encourage you, there's no telling what that gift, when you give to God of your heart, and you give all, there's no telling what difference that can make in someone's life. I can only think about that, that, that ointment. And how, how long that smell of that ointment very well had lingered. And the thoughts maybe which were brought to the mind or the, uh, of the soldiers or of those who were present, those who were around Jesus at the time. Think of the difference that you can make in the life of others when our gifts are given for the purpose of God. Let's pray. Our heavenly gracious Father, we thank you for that greatest gift which you've given to us, the gift of your only begotten Son to die upon the cross. Lord, we pray this morning that in, in this Christmas season that we would uh, keep the focus of giving upon you. And Lord, is that, that our giving would be a giving of all of who we are, all of what we have to you. It would not be for anything of ret in return, but for the glory of you. Well, we understand the value of giving for the sake of eternity. Lord, the things of this earth will pass away will be no longer, but what a day that will be when we go to be together with you. May it not be said of us as your people that we wish we had given you more. May we give you all more and more and more in every part of our life. Lord, we ask and pray all these things now in Jesus' name.